podcasts. According to the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, a podcast is a series of digital media files, either audio or visual, that are released episodically and are usually downloaded through web syndication of some sort. They are often played upon one's MP3 player, such as an iPod, Zune, or a Sanzo device. They are typically used for entertainment purposes, such as one's commute to their occupation, for leisure purposes, or simply used to drown out the insipid, stupid, rather whiny sounds of the universe and world around you. One such example of this is the Spyrokin movie review. Now, this podcast contains such things as adult language, mature situations, Smarty Bartfast, Zaphod Beeblebrox, Pangalactic Goggle Blasters, the number 42, the answer to Life the Universe the Question, Towels, the Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and Vogon Construction Boots. Remember, don't panic. And listener discretion is advised. Episode 42. This podcast is like having your brain smashed out by a slice of lemon wrapped around a large gold brick. Hello and welcome to another episode of the Sparkin' Movie Review. This is your Hosan. And it's Hope. What's up? I'm back. Yes, Hope is back and it's surprisingly this is the first actual episode we've only recorded with just me and you and no one else in the middle. This no. is true. True and very interesting. Um, but either way, it doesn't matter. For those of you who are joining us for the first time, welcome. Spark Inside that provides information reviews about kinetically enhanced narratives. Pretty much we talk about things like movies, books, video games, and other random things like that that you have to move somehow or watch somehow. Mm-hmm. I know it makes no sense, but it will make sense in a little bit. Um, you can check out any of our earlier episodes at www.spirekin.com. You can email us at spirekinmovie at gmail.com. Zan at spirekin.com. Or hope.spirekin at gmail.com. We're also on our Twitter under Spirekin Movie. Also, our voicemail is 206-350-8462. All this information is in our show notes and also on our website. And we're also being hosted by FightBait.com. Check it out. It's really fun and pretty interesting. Thanks, John Paul, again for... Again, we keep saying it every time, but hey, John Paul, you're fucking awesome. Thanks a lot. <sighs> so now that's out of the way, this is a monumentous episode, a wonderful episode, you have to admit. Why is that? 42. Oh, that makes... Yeah, I get it now. Yes. <laughs> Went right over my head. 42. 42. No one would ever think about 42. Because 42 is a big number. Because, I mean, our sister podcast, the Spark and Manga Review, we were up to 130, or past that, I think. And, you know, 42 is a big number. I mean, because 42, we're over the hill. We're. What else is special about 42? The number 42. There's nothing about 42. It's. There's only this. This is the only important thing about this. about the number 42. Really? Yeah. It's kind of lame. I would have thought there was something else with 42. 
I would have thought so too. It's kind of a bland number. Yeah. Uh, hmm. So should we should we talk about what the movies or should we let them just we should ramble on for a couple of minutes beforehand. Yeah, let's ramble on. Uh, yeah, I think we should ramble work on. Work your brain. Yeah, work your brain before we talk about what 42 is about. Because then you're like, wait, 42, 42. Never even think of what we're talking about. Other people are like, yes, why don't you start talking about it? You said what it was in the last episode. Just tell us what the fuck it was. <laughs> but we're going to make you work for it a little bit. Yeah. And we're going to do that by talking about an author who none of you have ever heard of. I didn't hear about him until I read this book. So. Well, the book it was, this movie was based on. And this artist is a man who was born in Cambridge, England in 1952. Darn, ten more years and it would have been even perfect. It would have been, he was born in 42. In 42. No. It's a perfect storm. Actually, he wow. died at 49, so wow. it was kind of close. Wow. If he died at 42, was born at 42, that would have been... No, but no. no. He was a writer who wrote science fiction, comedy, and satire. A lot of his stories are written... How would you say his writing is? Um, I don't know. Kind of, like, a little bit dorky, very creative. Uh, Definitely, I think, ahead of his time, mm -hmm. given when he wrote this book. Very tongue-in-cheek. Yeah, definitely. So a lot of it would go over your head and... Surprisingly, the series that he wrote that he's most famous for was supposed to be a five-book trilogy. Okay, it's trilogy... It's not really a trilogy. Yeah, but he called it a five-book trilogy, okay. so... <laughs> obviously, he was ahead of the curve. He was way ahead of the curve. He was working... He was a brilliant guy who wrote a lot of stuff. Everyone likes him, like Neil Gaiman quotes him as a great person. He was referenced in Doctor Who several times. And, well, the movie we're talking about, that this man, who we haven't even said his name yet... Uh, should we say his name here, or should we just wait? Let's give away his name. Alright, well, it's, his name is Mr. Douglas Noel Adams. Or Douglas Adams. Right. And he's written a bunch of books. He wrote, he wrote actually, he was found by Monty Python, Graham Chapman. Mm -hmm. And he actually wrote a couple of episodes, like the one he did was this sketch called Patient Abuse. A guy comes in to see a doctor, and all it is, it's just... This emergency is happening, and all the doctors are caring about is this mind-boggling paperwork. It's like, oh, we have to fill out where you were. It's like, sir, I'm bleeding. Uh, we'll, we'll be mid. All right, all right, all right. Where were you? Where, where was the accident happening? Uh -huh. And who's your third grade teacher? And the guy's just dying right there. And this oh is his God. humor. His humor right. is just absurd things which right. happen, which you're like, what the fuck? So, the main story we're talking about, or the main concept, is it was a book that his idea came from the fact that he was drunk in Austria somewhere, and he came up found a book called Hitchhiker's Guide to Europe, which explained yeah. how you get around when you're hitchhiking across Europe, like right. what towns you go to, that where to sleep, and the problem is it, he was having problems, so he couldn't figure out how to talk to some of the people, and it gave him an idea, an idea for a story about what if you could hitchhike somewhere else, you know, like maybe hitchhiking across guide to, the Hitchhiker's Guide to America, maybe. You know, you go around in America. Well, that isn't that hard because most of us are stupid anyway as Americans. Ugh. You know, European fans are like, yes, 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 yes. <laughs> mean? No. Unless you go southbound. Unless, if you go to the south, they're going to be like, Who, what, you got a funny accent. Where are you from? Oh, that right. England? Or that France? Get out of our country. <laughs> Sadly, a lot of them would be like that, but... Uh, most of the south, yes, I think. But so, from this point on... He thinks we'll go further than that. So he comes up with this idea for a book series. And this book series is famous because it's about a book. This is true. 
It's a book within it a is. book within a book within a book. And how would you describe this, the book in question? Definitely different, you know, like you said, tongue-in-cheek and just the humor. And surprisingly, a lot of the books have the same phrase on the back of the book. They have in big, friendly, happy letters, two words. Don't panic. Yes. Most people do panic, though. (laughs) (laughs) Yes. And, alright, we should get on with it. And what are we talking about? We are talking about that literary classic, which, if you haven't read it yet, I highly recommend it. This has been made into a book series, a radio drama, a TV series, and what we're talking about today, we're talking about a movie which, well, let's talk about the movie in a second. <laughs> I know, I'm, I know I'm, I'm movie blocking most of you, like, come on, what is it? Because we have to talk about the, this movie, because this is actually the third incarnation of this book, the movie, which came out 2005. The book originally oh, yeah. came out back in, what, when did the book come out? It came out in 79, like, um, 1980. Yeah, yeah, 79 came out. October yeah. 12th came out. 79, which is a long time ago. The book came out. There's also, like I said, a radio drama, two TV series, and... Right. Like we said, it came out 2005, and it was directed by Garth Jennings. And then it was produced, actually, by the creator, Douglas Adams. Adams. But yeah. he was dead by the time the movie came out, so it's kind of like... Oh, yeah. He wrote the original screenplay, and... Well, we'll get into that in a bit. But it was written by him and Nick Goldsmith. And he did the screenplay. He produced it. It's based on his book. It was narrated by Stephen Fry. Now, Stephen Fry, some of you may know this guy. Gosford Park? Yeah, he was in Gosford Park. He was in V for Vendetta. He was the gay news reporter who gets killed at the end of it. He was in the old office. He was just a random bit character. He's in a lot of stuff. He's a very famous British comedian. Now, most most of you British listeners, you know exactly who we're talking about. Us Americans are just like, who is Stephen Fry? I've never heard of him before. He's, now, one movie you will know him from is if you saw the, the Tim Burton version of Alice in Wonderland. He was the Cheshire Cat. Yeah. He was the voice of the Cheshire Cat. And also he's going to play Mycroft Holmes, Sherlock Holmes' big brother, in the new movie. And, all right, so I'm done babbling about that. He's, he's a narrator, and this movie is starring a bunch of actors who were in this movie. Now, the first one, we're going to go backwards, is, I think the best actor in the movie, and that is Warwick Davis. He doesn't have a single line, but he is the most, he's as the most endearing. You feel bad for him when things go horribly wrong for him, and you feel so sad. And he actually worked with Alan Rickman for this character. They both worked together, because Alan Rickman was the voice, and Alan Rickman gave us... He was excellent doing the voice of this character. Yeah, he made him really believable, and you felt so bad for him. Yeah, definitely. (laughs) I mean, mean, his brain's the size of a whole planet, and he has to deal with these stupid people so much, so, you know... But you had him. Then you had next. Oh, Yo, <laughs> aloha, good sir. Timbo has arrived. <laughs> Timbo has arrived. So <laughs> you can add some color commentary on this. So anyway, next is John Malkovich playing a character who was only in the movie as he's, he was written specifically for the movie because every single incarnation was different and unique. And this is a. Uh, I don't know. I never saw the movie. I know you didn't. Yeah. <laughs> I know, but but, John, but I missed the viewing of the movie. <laughs> but John Malkovich, his character is creepy and strange, and he wears his eyes on his glasses. <laughs> he takes them off, and it's like he's wearing sunglasses. He puts them back on, he has his eyes again. Yep, and Bill Nye, he is in this. If you know him from Harry Potter, and then Zooey Deschanel is in this movie as the main female lead, and Sam Rockwell kind of ruins this movie, but not really. And then it's yeah, starring really. from The Office, Martin Freeman. Is that his name? Yeah, Martin Freeman. He he played. Oh, I always I thought his name was something completely different. He's also playing Bilbo in the New Hobbit. Cool. 
Cool. And now let's find, we'll say it, we've said it long enough, Movie we Reviewing is from 2005. Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. Yes. yes. <laughs> I know, you were like wondering, how, how long did we take to, to get to the point? Don't know. 14 minutes. Okay. It took 14 minutes, <laughs> to get to the, 14 minutes to get to the point of what this podcast was about. That's a new record. Well, no, it isn't. We had... How long was that one episode we did? It was like two hours before uh, we got to the point? Yeah, yeah, yeah. We're, we kind of went off of... Uh, yeah, we were reading... Off the rails for a while yeah, there. Yeah, we were reading Fuck My, the Fuck my Wife. Fuck My Life. I'm sorry. <laughs> not, the, not the other one. That's, that's a... Yes, right. Fuck My Wife. That's exactly yeah. what we were doing. Yes, 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 yes. And so, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. This is was released by Disney, and they're, we're supposed to make a sequel. They're not making a sequel, unfortunately. And... Yeah. To give a basic overview about the topic, oh. the story in general. The story well, in general. basically, there's this guy. So Arthur Dent, who's you know human, his there's a destruction crew wanting to take his house down. Every morning he gets up and he lays down in his bathrobe in the in the mud, and he has this friend, Ford, who um, that's a good name, Ford. Yeah, Ford Prefect. Sounds like a car. <laughs> <laughs> it does, doesn't it? Like some sort of hybrid thing. Yeah. Played by Moe's Def, who was actually quite entertaining in this role. Yeah, and he doesn't have his weird lisp he usually has lately. He has that weird lisp by Moe's. But basically, Ford is posing as a human. He's been on Earth for 15 years. 15 years too long, in his opinion. And uh, he gets Arthur to this pub, tells him, drink these two beers, the world's about to end. Everyone thinks he's nuts. And sure enough... They somehow find themselves, say, get onto this spaceship or something. <laughs> yep. So Earth is demolished. Arthur's the only human to survive. Well, according to the book, In the movie was a little bit different. Well, it's 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 uh, but very different. The, so, that's what bothers me about the movie, the book. To the so movie. it's just pretty much Arthur's story about his house is being going right. to be demolished, and he's defending it, and it turns out his house gets demolished, then his planet gets demolished right. for exactly the same reason. It's like, literally, oh, we could have told you it would have happened, but we, did, we were, we were going to send you a letter, but we told you we had a letter. What do you mean you have a letter? I didn't get a letter. No. Well, it's in, it's in our viewing department. Your viewing it's in the department. basement. It's in the basement. <laughs> it was there, though. Yeah, it was in a locked room in a cabinet which said, beware the leper. I mean, oh, my God. And it's the same thing. Like, the, the, the people who destroy the Earth, the Vogons, they do the same thing. Like, if you don't have any interest in knowing about your in- interstellar politics, you should have let us know beforehand. Ugh. It's just completely and utterly ridiculous. And then to top it off, just for the joke, when they zoom out, it takes an eternity for them to zoom out before the planet gets blown up. Odd and strange and what the fuck. It's really just... And Timbo's like, he just has a look of like, what the fuck? I have a look of confusion because I haven't seen it. <laughs> did, you, did you ever read the book? Or? No. Oh. Alright, so... Like we said, they, Ford was a writer for this book, The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, and he's a hitchhiker. And the Vogons don't like this. They don't like hitchhikers. They're, what's a good example of what a Vogon is? A uh, big, scary, alien bureaucrat? Yeah. They yeah. look like a svelte version of Jabba the Hutt. Yeah, and <laughs> everything has to be filled out in triplicate. Everything they do. If they want to destroy a planet, they have to fill out four forms. Mm-hmm. Then they have to send it to someone else. And he has to fill out four forms. Then they have to shred it up. Then they have to re... Materialize. Then they have to do it over and over and over again until it gets back to the original person. And he throws it out. That's it's all right. about their their space politicians. It's kind of stupid, and they just there. They don't like hitchhikers because hitchhikers are anarchy. They like order. So they end up discovering that Ford and Arthur hid on the ship, 
and they decide to torch them by not shooting them or using some weird machine like Darth Vader would in Star Wars. No, they read Vogon poetry, which is considered the fourth worst poetry on the planet. Ironically, the first worst is from a woman in Essex, London, but that is neither here nor there. Pretty much, they torture them, and then Arthur tries to talk his way out of it. It fails miserably. And the reason for this is that the Vogons are heartless, cruelless bastards. And so they decide we're going to throw out Ford and Arthur out the window, and they get sucked up until into space to be killed forever. And this is the end of the movie. Or so we think. Uh. Actually, it turns out that they get sucked into a spaceship, the Heart of Gold, which is special because it has the infinite improbability drive, which means it's in all places at once. It's actually kind of cool how they show it. It just kind of changes shape and just disappears. Right. Because it could do anything. It's anything that's improbable, like for it's improbable to turn into a fish. It'll turn into fish. Kind of hard to explain. And so, from this point on, it's their adventures across the galaxy. But the Heart of Gold was stolen by Zaphod Beeblebox. Zaphod Beeblebox, played by Sam Rockwell, is Ford's sort of cousin from his seventh mother. Right. And Zaphod is a charismatic, narcissistic, insane nut job. He's got two heads, three arms, and he's completely out there. I mean, he's widely known across the universe as seven-time winner of the worst sentient being of all time, considered the dimmest star in several solar systems. He's the current galactic president, and to top it off, he is the inventor of the Pangalactic Gargle Blaster, a drink which, supposedly, if you drink it, it's like having your head smashed in with a gold brick wrapped around lemons. He's completely fucking out there. I mean, he's just really crazy. And joining him is this girl, Trisha McMillan, played by... Zoe Duchamel, and she is a girl that Arthur actually met at a party before the movie started, and he kind of dug her, she kind of dug him, and then Zephod showed up with one head and said, Hi, I'm an alien. Want to see my spaceship? And she disappeared with him, and now she calls herself Trillion. Okay, so long story short, okay. it's about... <laughs> uh, let's get into this. If you've read the book, we recommend you read the book. Definitely. Definitely read the book before watching the movie. It'll make sense, because we're, we're, we're stumbling all over the place. Long story short, they're trying to find... This planet called Magatheria, which has the answer to life, the universe, and everything. Right. The question to life, the universe, saying, because the answer is 42, but the question no one knows, and that's what the whole movie's about. And there's a bunch of random characters introduced, like one character's name is Slarty Bartfest, another character is two pairs of mice, it has questions about dolphins and insanity, and a, a whale who turns into a potted plant, right. who crash lands into a oh. planet, and... Crashes into Magatheria. Yes, and... Which, up till that point, was supposedly an urban legend. No one thought that Magrathia had really existed. Yes, and we'll also throw in a, a religious cult that believes that the universe was a sneeze from a giant being, and that <laughs> the world will end when his giant, wonderful handkerchief will swipe across the universe and destroy it all. <laughs> I know, this sounds completely fucking absurd. I know, but it makes sense. It does make sense. You just have to bear with it and go with it. And so, as opposed to spoiling the rest of it like we usually do, we're just going to get into the parts, things that we liked and didn't like about the movie, and we'll give you some other stuff, as usual. Now, what did you not like about the movie? I felt it kind of jumped around, like, a lot of stuff that happened at the end of the book was, like, at the beginning and Mm -hmm. in the middle, and it just didn't make sense to me. There were also some things that I thought were just written in for the movie, unless Mm -hmm. they were in, like, the following books after, you know, Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, so I was a little lost there. I wasn't quite sure what was going on. Mm-hmm. 
That's basically it. But in some, like, the characters, like, I would have taken Zaphod's character to be British, but he was American. It actually sounded like he was from Texas. And I didn't expect Ford to be American either. Although, now that I think about it, maybe, yeah, fine, he was American. But the other two characters, like, you have Trillian, like, um, that Arthur's in, you know, the lady that Arthur is into, I didn't expect her to be American. But she did a good job. Zuita Schmel did a good job playing yeah. Trillian. Uh, Trisha no, McMillan. She's, she's good in any role she plays, but I just didn't expect her to be American. Yeah, there are some issues with the... I had, well... I understand that each version is a different incarnation. He writes them differently because his reasoning is that it's all different dimensions, so everything will be different. That's why it's not the same. If you want to read the same carbon copy thing, you do that. He makes it different, so there are differences. Like, for example, a character would die in the radio drama, but they survive in the book. Or you have characters like Hama Kavula, who's played by John Malkovich, who is just he's just in the movie, and he's a, a evil, evil, crazy person who actually ran against Zephyr Bielbach, who we forgot to explain. Besides the fact that he is a thief who stole an experimental spaceship, he's also the president of the universe. Yes. And, and he has two heads. Supposedly. Which I didn't is, like how they did that in the movie. Yes. In the book and the radio drama, he has two heads next to each other. In yeah. the book, it's just it's under his throat, so it makes no fucking... He has to flip his head back, and out comes his all, all you know, other... Well, they kept the fact he's a moron perfectly right, because he is yeah, a moron. He's he like, It's like, I called you a moron. So yes, I did call you stupid, Mr. Mr. Beaverbrooks. I still vote for him. <laughs> Beaverbrooks, 2012! <laughs> at this point, Zahn has both fists up in the air. <laughs> yes, we all know this. So, there are some other pacing issues, but, like I said, there's just little things I nitpick here and there. The story stuff wasn't bad. The premise wasn't bad. If you've never seen Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy, you will enjoy this very much. Mm. If you've seen it, if you read the book, you will be very nitpicky about it, or you'll just be like, fuck it, it's interesting. Yeah, definitely go, if you read the book, if you haven't seen the movie, definitely go into it with low expectations. Yeah, and if you've never read it before, read the book first, then go and see it. The music in this movie was amazing. You had a lot of great music. I think the best song was the opening, which is, So long and oh, thanks yes. for all the fish. <laughs> Signs that it would come for this, which was the final message from Dolphins to the Human Race. Yes. Apparently all this time they were trying to warn us. Yeah, all those little things of them making all... It's, like I said, this makes no sense. This episode's gonna make no sense. Because, like I said, it's gonna be like your head is being smashed in by a lemon wrapped around a gold brick. It's gonna make no sense. I think that works for it. One other issue, I didn't like the whole Earth Mark II thing. That was garbage. I don't remember that. At the end of the movie, they remake... They they remade Earth, and they went back to Earth. Oh, that's right. Well, they were doing that in the book. But, uh, they, no, but I remember he, he, Arthur was a little more against it in the book. Then. But they never did it. They were going to do it, but they never did it, because right. Slarty Barfess didn't... It, it's just... The whole thing... We'll ah. <laughs> just leave it alone. It just... The whole thing was just... Blark. MVP for this movie, I'm going to give it to... It's a tie between Alan Rickman and Martin Freeman. Definitely. Because Martin Freeman is Arthur Dent. We won't get that wrong. And Alan Rickman as Marvin, the paranoid android, which we didn't even get to yet. Yes, he's a paranoid android. I know, that makes no sense. He's a manic depressive, paranoid, android. Plays it very well. Oh, yes. Alan Rickman was the perfect voiceover. It's Hans Gruber saying, And then, of course, I've got this terrible pain in all the diodes down my left hand side. Really? Oh, yes. I mean, I've asked for them to replace, but no one ever listens. Funny, now just when life can't possibly get any worse, it suddenly does. (laughs) (laughs) Curiously enough, the only thing that went through the minds of the Bold Petunias as it felt was, Oh no, not again. Many people speculate that if we knew exactly what the Bold Petunias had thought, then we would have known a lot more about the nature of the universe than we do now. And actually that plays in later on. 
very tongue-in-cheek, like we said. It's just like a what the fucking just, you know. Anyway, we're going crazy. Uh, who is you think is LVP, least valuable player, least valuable actor in this movie? Oh, actor? Hmm. That's a good question. Um. I mean, would you give it to Sam Rockwell, or would you give it to one of the other characters, like maybe uh, most deaf or Zooey Deschmel or um, Bill Nye to be uh, what's his face? I think I would say Sam Rockwell. Sam Rockwell? Yeah, because, I mean, he portrayed Zaffod in a way that, like, I didn't expect him to be that way. Because mm-hmm. I had this whole other person in my mind, picture, a whole totally different picture in my mind, and just personality. I kind of have to agree with you, because he did a really good job, but he wasn't like the Zaphod that we actually thought he would be, and it kind of sucks. One person, or one thing we forgot completely, was Stephen Fry as the book. And the book is a big part of this movie. I mean, it's titled The Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy. And all the scenes, when you see the book, and they access it, and they say, okay, let's look up Vogons, let's look up Babblefish, let's look up um, the creation of the universe, let's look up Love. It does this very nice animation style. And it kind of makes the movie look a lot better, and that's actually how I pictured the book to be. So that's kind of a plus, but anyway, we're getting off topic a little bit. Yeah, so... Uh, with that in mind, for those who don't know, we have a five-point rating system, our lowest being protest outside your lo- local red box, and no one to sort behind some piece of shit, to our highest rating, which is really, really, really fucking cool. If you don't watch this movie now, your brain will freeze, your eyes swell up, and your soul will be forced for the 12th layer's hell. Will be forced to watch episode one for all eternity while Jar Jar Binks rubs your shoulders saying, Miss, I love you. Miss, I love you. And you're turned into a bowl of petunias. Uh, in our middle of the ground, which is going to be just worth watching in DVD or VHS once, which is actually what I'm going to be giving this movie. It's middle ground. It's not super great, but it's not super bad. It's the best we're going to do for a Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy movie, because there are some great one-liners. The, the soundtrack is amazing, but it let me down in a lot of places. I definitely agree with you. Just, if you have Netflix, just throw it on your queue. I mean, don't exactly make it a priority, but just put it on there. So, I know that this episode, like I said, we made no sense, but you know what? Fuck it. It's gonna make no sense because, like I said, it's gonna be like you're getting your head... And, oh, one last thing. Before I forget, what it we talked about with the Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. What is that? The Pangalactic Gargle Blaster is a drink made by Zephyr Beetle Rocks. And it is, supposedly, if you want to make this at home, check out our website, www.skyken.com. We will have, actually, the drink mix on how to make a Pangalactic Gargle Blaster. Just to warn you now, if you drink this, you will pass out. Oh, boy. It has an olive in it. No fancy. Would you drink it, Timbo? Huh? Oh. <laughs> he would not drink it. I don't think he would. Mm. A pan galactic gargle blaster. No, he would not. So, that's it. For I the... stick to beer. Yeah, yeah. Beer's good, too. <laughs> Beer's good, too. So dr- Takes the edge off. All right. Um, so, with that in mind, Mary, you can check us out at www.sparkin.com. You can email us at sparkin at gmail.com. Zan at sparkin.com. Hope.sparkin at gmail.com. And all the other stuff. And now it's that part you've all been waiting for. And what are we talking about? We're talking about that one. That only. Dodi Yes. I said it right. The Dodi. Yes, you said it right. Good job. And now the Dodecahedron will decide what we're reviewing in the next episode of the Sparkin Movie Review. And this is a special one because this is actually going to be. I know we only had two episodes this month, but fuck it. Uh-huh. Reason why is I had stress. Things went to shit for me. Things went really bad for me. Really bad. We're not going to talk about it. But so we're going to do our theme month for the next month. And what is this theme month? We're going to do something different. Something a little bit unique because I know we've been skipping over for theme months. So this month is going to be the month of capes, costumes, and crazed criminal masterminds. Oh, fun. Yes, Crazy Criminal Mastermind. So, as you can guess, it's superheroes. And what movies do you think are going to be on there, Timbo, for the month of capes, costumes, and crazed criminal masterminds? Uh, 
any one of the Batman movies? Perhaps no. it's not a tumor. <laughs> Be quiet, Arnold. Go back in the. Go back away. <laughs> but I was in a Batman movie. No, you weren't. Oh, I was gonna guess 1989, Michael Keaton Batman. Mm, that's a good one. That, that's on the list because we got 15 yes. titles. We got yes. we got that one. We have one of the Superman. Well, actually, two of the Supermans. We have Superman and Superman Two. Guilty. Of course, Superman. We have some of the Spider Mans. We have some of the X Men. We have Blade. We even have Hobo with a shotgun. Oh my! That's out on DVD. He's the greatest superhero of all time. <laughs> yes, he is. Fear his sock with nickels in it. <laughs> oh, actually, he's not superior. He's just a crazed hobo. But with a shotgun. <laughs> yes, he is. But we have some other good stuff. We have um, Kick-Ass. So other superheroes. We have Howard. The, no, Howard the Duck is not a superhero. Con- he, he is a comic book, but he's not a superhero. It's like those pulp comic books. Damn. <laughs> like what is that other one? The other the 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 ones from the pulp comics from the forties. What is it? The one with Alec Baldwin, where um the the who knows what criminal sink? Oh, the shadow knows. No, Shadow Bat Phantom Yes, the Phantom is a severe, but should we save that for this one or should we save it for a pulp month? I don't know. Ah, well. Alright, let us <laughs> let us see what we're reviewing in the next episode. So you will roll. And okay. Remember, because it is a new theme month, none of the rules apply, so it's just whatever number it lands on this we're reviewing in the next episode. Eight. The Ocho. And what is going to be in this episode for the Ocho? It is going to be Hmm. Ah. Yes, it is a movie starring a man who, unfortunately, he died way before his years. Yeah. And he was the roommate of Robin Williams. Really? And he died a quadriplegic. He was a great man. Simple man. Uh, liked to ride horses. Yes, he did. Yes. He liked to ride horses. And who are we talking about? We're talking about Christopher Reeves. Yeah. We're not talking about the first one, though. We're talking about, with Terrence Stamp, Superman 2. Kneel before Zod. Huh. Snoochie boochies. <laughs> yeah, it's been so, so long since I watched that movie. So next episode we're reviewing Superman 2. We're actually watching the director's cut, not the regular edition, because I don't like the regular edition. The Donner cut is much better. But we'll talk about that in the next episode. Hopefully Cal will have returned by then. Theoretically he's supposed to have returned. I don't know. Ah. Cal returned. So guess that's it. Oh, uh, speaking of which, before I forget, one last thing. We have uh, We're going to be having once... It comes up. We're going to be putting up all of our pictures from the anime next. I guess it's for this episode. I think we've burned enough oil. Don't you think? Yeah, I think so. Um, so. Alright, well, this is Hope, and my favorite quote was Life. Don't talk to me about life. And this is your Hosan, and my favorite quote from Hitchhiker's Guide to the Galaxy is going to be Actually, this explains a lot, you know. All my life, I've had this strange feeling that there's something big and sinister going on in the world. No, that's perfectly normal paranoia. Everyone in the universe gets that. So that's it for this episode of the Spark Movie. I am your host, Zahn, and we are gone. We'll catch you next time, and remember, I'm a Kavula! Which might explain your disrespect